Hey, you are listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf, and today we are with Gregory Perez. He is a, what are you? A cert- holistic. A certified holistic health educator. Certified holistic health educator. It's a mouthful. And a new flight attendant for Southwest Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> He just came back from a month of training in, were you in Dallas? I was in Dallas. He was in Dallas for a month training to become a flight attendant. So if you're flying Southwest Airlines, you might see this handsome face flying your friendly skies. That's right. Vegas based. So Oh, Vegas based. Even though he lives next to Burbank Airport. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, if, if you, it does. It does. Yeah. Um, cause I can actually get to, uh, in all honesty, because of the way LA traffic is, I can actually get to the Burbank air. Cause I'm two minutes, three minutes from the Burbank airport. So I can go to that airport, get on a plane and be in Vegas faster than I can drive through LA traffic and be at LAX. Wow. So, so that does make more sense. <laughs> and so I chose Vegas as my base. That's a closer uh, office. And we do, it's a closer office. Um, somebody else is driving me there. I yeah. don't have to deal with the traffic. Um, and there's, we fly everywhere out of Las Vegas, including Hawaii. Oh, wow. So I have the opportunity to pick up some really amazing trips out of there. Awesome. So question. Yeah. How long have you been in the holistic world? And, and two-parter, if you remember it, what led you to get on that path? Hmm. And three-parter, have you always been like this? Uh, With interest of the holistic world or lived your life like that? So those are three questions, answer how you will. All right, what was the first one? Exactly. How long um, have you been in the holistic world? Uh, I've been in the holistic world, let's see, boom, boom. since around two, well, I went to school 2008, graduated in 2009, um, also did body work. Um, yeah, I have, I have all my life questioned the status quo. Mm-hmm um in in such a way that I remember having like teachers in like third grade like literally look at me like I was crazy and then it turned into like oh I'm a problem child right because I came up with questions that they couldn't even fathom to think to ask let alone have the answer for right (laughs) so um so all my life um my father has told me stories of when I was really young that I would point out spirits to him and see energy and movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely an empath. So I, I'm very aware of energy and um, yeah, I have to be really careful. Uh, I wanted to, so perfect example. I wanted to be a flight attendant for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, there was no way I could have done it before right now um it's too many people too close to quarters yeah um that if you don't know how to ground yourself yeah you're screwed Mm -hmm. um because i on a on a busy day if i don't take the time to ground myself so for instance i was a makeup artist for years as well oh 
And uh, when I first realized, like, I mean, I always knew I was a little different, um, but when it really like hit home and that I have some sort of talent or gift, if you will, um, I was doing uh, wedding parties makeup. Okay. And every, uh, it, was the, it was the bride and the mother of the bride. And so they came in, the mother sat in my chair and she said, you know, I'm, I'm really tired. I haven't slept a lot. If you don't mind, I'm just going to keep my eyes closed. And, you know, you can do my makeup. If you need me to open them, just tell me. And I was like, that works out perfect. No worries. Yeah. So, and I could see she, she looked a little worn down, but I was like, that's mother of the bride. Like she's probably been running around crazy, you know, getting stuff ready and organized for the wedding. So I started to do her makeup. And when I rested my hand on her cheek to paint her eye, instantaneously started crying like tears came out of my eyes and it was not like my eyes are burning but I like I was sad like it was a it wasn't a painful it was uh it was mournful yeah like I was like why do I why am I so sad like what like overwhelmingly took over me Mm -hmm. and I pulled away from her and it stopped and I was like Oh, that's weird. Thankfully, her eyes were closed this whole time. Yeah. I know I was going. Right. Like, ma- <laughs> like, making all these. No. I know. I was making all these faces like, what the f- going on? Like, what? Okay. Put my hand, it happened again. So I literally had to, like, put my, rest my hand on her cheek, do a couple strokes, and pull off wow. so that I would not lose control. Yeah. So we get further down in the makeup process, and I start, I do my normal small talk, like, oh, how do they meet? Where, you know, um, you know, how long have they been engaged? Um, where are they going for their honeymoon? And the mother, and I, when I asked that, the mother pulled away from me and opened her eyes and looked at me and she said, we had to cancel, uh, their honeymoon. My husband just passed away two days ago. Literally uh, felt her mourning her husband this wow. whole time. My eyes, when I tell you my eyes filled with tears and dripped down my face, I just grabbed the tissue and went like this. And I said, I am so sorry for your loss. And she just closed. And that was it. We, we both had an understanding right then and right there that we didn't have the energy to carry on about yeah. it anymore. Yeah. She closed her eyes. I finished her makeup. I gave her a big hug and I squeezed her hands. Uh, and sent some nice salutations to her and sent her on her way. But I was like, whoa. Because um, I thought I was going crazy for a while because people would come and sit next to me mm-hmm. and like barely touch me or just get within the vicinity of me. And I'd be like, oh, what? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of areas that I drive through that are uh, um, up in the mountains uh-huh. where I'm from or near where I'm from. And when I was a child, we had to go through this pass to get to um, this camping place that we would go to. And every time we went through there, it just made me twitch. And I was like, I don't understand what this is, but I would just, ugh, and try to like shape. So it wasn't until about 10 years ago, that same spot that always made me twitch, it was discovered that it was an Indian burial ground. So there was a lot of Native energy, uh, Native American energy 
moving through there like yeah. big time um and that has something that I, I've always resonated with the Native American culture mm -hmm. me too yeah. yeah like I I know I was I was either a shaman or a chief I was some some sort of head in a community of Native American. I was a medicine woman. Yeah. And the first time I did peyote uh, was January of 21. Instant connection. The minute I held the peyote button in my hand, my whole body lit up. I was dreaming the ceremony before I even went to the ceremony. And I didn't know how it was going to be administered. And I didn't know in this life, I didn't know how it was going to be administered. And I didn't know how I was going to feel on it. And the only thing I knew about peyote before going was Jim Morrison took some in the desert. <laughs> right. And I purposefully didn't research it prior to the ceremony because I wanted to be, have an open Absolutely. mind and Same. an open experience. And the, my dreams leading up to the ceremony it was, I dreamt I was drinking it. They served it as this salsa-y liquid that you drank. How I felt in the dream is exactly how I felt in the ceremony. Wow. Um, that picture on the wall right there, this one is of a peyote button. I painted it after the ceremony. It's like my version. It's like cleaner than what it looks like. But, um, and now I, I knew right after that ceremony, I, I was going to work with it more. Mm -hmm. And I started tapping deeper into my past life, Native American uh, ancestors, even though I'm not biologically Native American in this life at all. I'm Italian, Finnish, and Slovenian. Mm -hmm. um, and coming up in, at the end of September. So that's so interesting though. I'm real quick, just to plug, yeah, yeah. just to plug, I'm, I'm co-facilitating a peyote retreat in Arizona with a Navajo shaman. When? At the end of September, September 28th through October 5th. Uh, log on, y'all. Yeah. Um, there's like eight. For that. There's like eight spaces left as a uh, seven. Yes. Seven spaces. Please, I would. Love it. I want to go so bad. Yes. Yeah. You have, uh, to I have to look at. The, I have to look at this. I have to look at that flight schedule. It's a. Thursday through Is it Monday. September, or August, September? It's in September? September 28th through October 2nd. I can do it. Um, I'm going to do it, yeah. I would love you there. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> We're not going to waste your guys' time while we dive in deeper <laughs> and just talk amongst ourselves. Right. About we'll have a moment later. That's something else. You, you, yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, I, 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 I feel that. And I feel those spaces on earth, too. So... Hollywood Hills are Indian burial grounds. Yeah. When I first moved to LA, the one of the investors of this restaurant I was working at, I'm like, maybe here a month, get this job. Maybe two months, I got this job. And one of my first times there, the investor comes in and I just had this weird link, energetic link to him. Um, and that's a whole other weird story. But he asked me if I wanted to come smoke weed with him after work. And he took me up on into lookout mountain mm. up into the laurel canyon hollywood hills area and he that's when he first told me like this is that all of this is indian burial grounds and i could feel the energy that it you know and like i worked at a restaurant in the middle of laurel canyon on and off for 21 years and i could always feel the energy even down at the restaurant in the little like valley part the of it ravine, right yeah. yeah ravine or whatever you want to call it 
And what's interesting about me with LA is there's different parts of the Hollywood Hills I have a really hard time being in. Mm -hmm. So I don't resonate with like the, I feel this darker energy over in like the Echo Park, yeah. uh, Los Feliz area, Silver Lake. Silver Lake, like over East, East Hills, LA. I'm extremely fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. And like we know now because of the, so a lot of the people that we work with, a lot of them live over there. And I have no desire, like, and I've never had a desire and I've never lived in that part of LA. I've always lived Studio City area, Laurel Canyon E. Yeah. Um, and around here, there's like the vibrations different. It's like a different air burial ground. Yeah, 100%. It's like one, like I can resonate and like mm -hmm. be a part of, but yeah, it's very interesting when you have the empath empathicness of location, not just people, but actual location. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And some you even, uh, like for me, I light up. So even though I have no desire to go live in like Arizona desert, I light up when uh, my parents live there now. So when I go to the desert, uh, my spirit is so happy. Yeah. But it's not that I'm called to live there, but there's like a, it's a that's recharge. why this, uh, it's like a recharge doing this retreat in Arizona with this shaman on like, it's not on native land, but it is native native land. If you know what I'm saying Yeah, yeah. is so special to my soul that I get to honor this plant that grows out there. That's amazing. That with like actual native facilitator. Have you done ayahuasca? No, not yet. I want to do that too. You sounded very British when you said that. Hello. Have you done, have you done, have you done ayahuasca? I did. Um, there's only one person, maybe two, that I will sit with, uh, shamans in the entire world. And that requires me to go to Brazil. Mm. And I don't, I want to do it in its native land yeah. um, and really honor it its first time. I've taken ayahuasca in chocolate and I've done, I've had ayahuasca in hape. Mm -hmm. but I haven't done the actual ceremony and it's been all around me. It's something that's been readily available for me to go sit at different moments, but right. I haven't been called to do it here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like mine's going to be very like, like that. Like I'm going to journey somewhere. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to Mexico and take a, you know, ride with 17 people in the back of a van. <laughs> You need like, to be and go camping and yeah. like it's it's not going to be like that. You need to be really careful that who you sit with when it comes to ayahuasca, especially. Oh yeah, knows what they're doing, honors it in the way it is, and it's not honestly just some white person that thinks that they can facilitate. Thank you. Like I want to sit with the person that was born into it. The mother was drinking it in the womb. Right. Right. And, and like the old, so the two shamans I'll sit with both from Brazil. The second one, he's like my second choice. Mother was drinking it in the womb, born into a shamanic family. And his initiation was he went and lived in the jungle for a year before he was fully a shaman. Like, okay. The other shaman- That's my, my shaman. My number one, my number one is brilliant, amazing, powerful uh, medicine man. And he literally, a guy died in ceremony and he brought him back to life. So they don't know what they're doing and they don't know how to balance between the worlds. Like you right. don't have to die on it. In shamanic, and I've known this for a while when the shaman that I was working with, 
the code of shamanism is that if it is your time to die, they have to let you go. They can't interfere with your right. timeline. If it's your not your time to die, they have to bring you back. If they don't know how to do that, you need to be fucking careful that you're sitting with someone who actually knows how to do the proper work. Right. Yes, please. So he's brought in people back from the dead, but he also can actually see your entire life. He knows how you're going to die just by looking at you. And it's so funny because I saw him at Anawa. Do you know what Anawa is? I've heard of it. Okay, so it happens right now in Big Bear once a year. It just passed and it's 40 indigenous elders and shamans and people from around the world come in for a weekend gathering. I did a, a podcast episode about it. So you can go back in the prior podcast for people watching and listening and check out that episode and learn more and, and hear about it. Um, but that's where I met that next year. Yes, that's where I met both these shamans and the one that can see your whole life. His name's Banky. I'm sorry, what? Banky. Banky. And he, we made eye contact at one moment. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like, really... want you to see all the things that I've done. Right? Don't <laughs> I know I'm not even as bad on the scale as probably some of the people you've seen, but still, but I'm like, it's still, very invasive. I'm like, I'm not ready for you yet. I'll meet like, you in Brazil. It's like you opened the door and caught me in my underwear. Totally. Like, not you know even, I mean? completely like, stark naked. Naked, yeah. Which is fine. I'm just like, like, I'm not ready to connect yet. Until I'm that. like, I'm not ready for you to open the bathroom door while I'm wiping. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, it's like, kind of like, I'm mortified. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so keep going. Um, no, I was, I was going to go back to something you said earlier about how you are not um, genetically uh, Native American. Um, but that just goes to the, like, the freedom of the traveling soul, right? Right, right. Like, all of that is, the, the, I mean, the, the, the Native American, the, the Italian, that's all part of, like, a shell, if you will, mm -hmm. right? Or a label that we here on right. Earth have had to give things. And that you can't be a part of something if, like, you know what I mean? If you're a part of this thing. So, yeah. So, um, so I, I guess, that was really like, cool. me kind of saying if you're a white person doing this ayahuasca ceremonies is kind of the wrong thing too because you could have done it in past life and be channeling i'm no, just saying it, be very fucking careful that's more what i'm saying just be very careful who you're sitting well with. wait and hold on um, rewind back because that's not what i got when you said that okay good it was yeah with, with and just so the viewer out there understands like and maybe it's because i know you but when you said like don't let a random white person i didn't it, it, again though i mean still boo because the terminology that was used right but i didn't i didn't take it as like a white person doesn't know how to do it so don't trust a white person but somebody with that entitled mentality right. is what and, i was getting from what you right. said and that there is an influx of people running around like and banky actually talks about this who sits in a couple ayahuasca ceremonies and then just thinks that they can facilitate them and to make money or do whatever. To right, be cool. because it's trendy because right it's now. Trendy. Right. So it's more of like, I was in context saying it, more of like, be careful that you're not sitting with the trendy trenders because they're out there. Right. And not everyone has the capacity to hold ceremony. They could be white and have That's the capacity because the things have channeled through and they've reawakened their medicine person and they really understand 
the depths and the lineage and you know whatever it is um but it's just to be cautious and just do your research of who you're um who you're partaking in ceremony with when it comes to especially yes. that medicine in particular more than others absolutely uh, so yeah so topics. you you're you you found out indian burial grounds um in this past and you have been very in tune to maybe not fully understanding for a long time and of who and what and why yeah i'm at the, i would definitely say i'm at the very beginning of my understanding of my gifts i'm very much aware of them i'm very open to it um there are um i get It, I get like, um, like audio, what is it called? Um, their, their audience. Their audience. So, but for me, it sounds like someone in the room next door has like their radio on. Okay. And so it's like muffled through the, like, mm -hmm. I get that. And I'm like, there's not a radio in here though. So can you just speak up? Yeah. Um, so I'm working on that. I had it happen to me once really strongly and I was waiting tables in Minneapolis and I was like in the this part of the kitchen and at a terminal putting in an order and no one else was around and in my ear really loudly it was like like I was tuning into a radio station hearing a man's yes. voice and I had just came back from Hawaii um, studying with Dorian Virtue, like at a conference with like 500 intuitive psychic tapped in oh, wow. light workers from around the world. So I was like super on point. But at that time, I wasn't ready for that. And it was too much. And it kind of scared the shit out of me because mm -hmm. I'm looking around and no one's around. And I know, and it was like, at that time, I didn't know. I'm like, am I tuning into something like of a lower vibration? Like, I don't know. Right, right. I didn't you know, know. I didn't know what I was doing at that time. Um, so I, I really shut that down and I haven't turned that back on. Mm hmm I, um, yeah, I was having some stuff go on with me when we were getting, my husband and I were getting ready to move here and I was in the house by myself. Um, I was convinced I was like, okay, there's like some old lady energy around me. And I was like, I literally just said out loud, if you're here for me, you can only do good with me. If you are not here to do good with me, you have to leave. Mm -hmm. Called it out, made it go, you know, set some boundaries. <clears throat> um, it almost felt like grandmothery energy. Okay. Um, but crazy. So I'm trying to deal with my, ooh, this is going to be a great segue, um, with my HIV meds. Okay. And I'm making sure that I had enough to get uh get get me through till our new insurance kicked in because my medication is five thousand dollars a month wow um so gregory is 
HIV positive undetected. Do you want to like real quick pause, explain that what that is, and then come back to your $5,000 a month? What does, what does it mean to be HIV positive, but undetected? Uh, so that means that it's uh, the likelihood of me transmitting it through any sort of sexual contact or body fluid, other than like, if you cut your finger and I cut my finger and we went like this kind of deal, um, the likelihood is it's like 0.1%. With so me we can't become blood brother and sister right now? No. Damn. I mean, we can like, you know. Put it in a Petri dish. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a little drip on a, on a, a platter, but not touching. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's what that means. That's what undetectable means. So if I were to go into, in other words, like if I were to go into uh, like an STI or STD clinic and do the quick mouth swab that they do now to test for HIV, I would test negative. Okay. But if you get a blood test, you would test positive. They Well, they would see it, but okay. it, it's below, it's so low. See, this is a whole other like rabbit hole of convert like why why doesn't it just go away completely why why are viruses don't ever leave the body right so like you can put like that's why i love ozone therapy and Mm. why what drew me into ozone therapy and now being an ozone therapist basically is that viruses what i learned is that you can't eradicate them from the body but you can put them in their most dormant state. So ozone therapy can put HIV in its most dormant state, Lyme's disease in its most dormant state. Um, like you can put Epstein-Barr into its most dormant state. Wow. But then there's also school of thought though, is that we also all have, oh, and like herpes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have flare-ups and you don't pass it around and you don't do anything. It just right. puts it to sleep. Um, but then there's the other school of thought that I've heard, and I don't know if I've really done a bunch of research about it, is like that we have all of this stuff already all in us. And it's like only if yours gets turned on or not. Right. That you don't actually get it from anywhere. It's just- It just gets triggered. If it gets triggered and then mm-hmm. has a- Liberated and activated, if you will. Liberated and activated. But- I don't know what's so interesting about when it comes to diseases and stuff like let's say HIV that's been so overly fear-based, right? Mm-hmm. Putting it just blown up to add into so much fear about it. Yeah. Is that I do believe for every dis-ease on the planet, there is its counterpart. Mm-hmm. And that these things don't need to be as big of a an extreme fear and extreme than what has been that if the proper things that are are out there like let's say ozone therapy that are readily available Mm -hmm. are brought to light and shared with more and not deemed as x not ozone's not really deemed as anything but a a quackery or whatever they want to call it because they're going to call it something that a lot of this stuff isn't that big of a deal. It's not. And uh, I'm not downplaying anything. So no one come back and be like, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying like, yeah, fire off in the comments right now. uh, Let's just like (laughs) really think about this. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And you know, 
when you look back at medicine and of the funny thing is, is I, so I'm a certified holistic health educator and my husband's a nursing instructor. So we're like, we come from like two <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum. We do meet in the middle though with, with some science. Um, so it's not an end all be all on either one of our. Well, parts. I think if it was, you guys wouldn't be able to be together. 100%. Yeah. And we've been together for eight years. Yeah. Um, but you know, medicine, before big pharma really got involved, medicine was done as an apothecary. Yeah. It was literally a wall of plants. Yeah. And herbs and shit that comes from the earth. Yeah. So like shamans, right? Because yeah. that's where ultimately the white man learned it from. Yeah. Hate to use the I term, mean, but they did. But they really did. They learned and then it they took from the native people right. and they turned it into an apothecary. Then Big Pharma was like, oh, well, let's synthesize this stuff. And so you're make getting it crazy. Right. So now you're getting properties that are from the real source. Right. Made into a synthetic form mm -hmm. so that they can make money off of it because they cannot patent. A plant. A plant, a natural occurring substance. Right. Hence, why they don't like ozone therapy, which is O2 that gets turned into O3 because of UV light. They can't do it. They can't make money off of it. So therefore they've like pushed it mm -hmm. so far down. And then now people, they want ozone therapy in America and it's like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. That's why I got my setup and I don't charge thousands of dollars. Um, but... Why do you think that fucking pharmaceuticals have so many side effects? Well, because they're, they, they're not natural to the body. Right. The body doesn't. And then people are like, well, you get side effects from plants. Yeah, but no, but maybe like not to the extent that you're going to fucking die. And like they're also will, not long term. Or have effects. anal leakage. <laughs> yes, with an oily discharge. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, and when there are side effects, it's while the plant itself, the medicine is moving through you, like a lot of pharmaceuticals, the side effects are long-term. Oh yeah. Like, or you need other pharmaceuticals to counteract the, the pharmaceuticals, to counteract the pharmaceuticals, to counteract the pharmaceuticals, right. to counteract the, the pharmaceuticals. Effects, effects, effects. And then you have 20 pills in your fucking Monday through yeah, Friday dish. Pharmacy. Yeah. They're in the business of keeping people ill so that they can make money. Yes. That's again. It's another so come back hole. to your $5,000 yes. so, medication. So here I am. I'm, um, I'm, I'm freaking out because I got I need the medication to survive right now, right? Because I haven't found the shaman that I can go see and get rid of HIV. I've, see, I've, I've spoken to people. I mean, you can sit in ozone. Yes, I could. And I will be. Yeah. <laughs> I will be now. Um, but like, I, I know people who were very, very ill with HIV and now don't even take meds and they've gone and done blood work and they're undetectable. And the blood work even. Yeah. And what did they do? Uh, saw a shaman, talked to this holistic doc, one of them, uh, Dr. Newsom. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. I don't know. Um, say what you want. Maybe I don't know. Uh, it's gonna stand. <laughs> We're keeping it. Um, but yeah, there are there are holistic doctors that are finding ways to 
basically put the virus to sleep yeah. in the body in a natural way. So um, this goes back, though, to my empathic uh, moment of feeling energies and hearing things yeah. and shit happening. So I am in my house in Las Vegas on the phone with the pharmacy trying to figure this out. And they're like, well, the only way we can do it is this one. Uh, there's this like this program that you can use three times in your lifetime that will completely pay for the medication, but you can only use it three times in your lifetime. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. And I absolutely have to like, I've got the money, but like, can we, can you just run it under the insurance one more time? Like, can we do an extra month? Cause in 30 days I'll have new insurance and blah, blah, blah. Right. And he's like, I don't know if I can. And I feel this like swirling around me. Right. And I was like, okay. So I'm sitting on hold and he comes back on and he's like, I figured it. I got it. And I was like, what did you get? And he's like, no, you're good. You're covered. And at this whole time, I'm feeling this where I'm crying because mm. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, this is going to cost me $5,000. We're moving. We're already hemorrhaging money right now for a move. Like, not what I need right now. But I also kind of need to stay alive. And um, preface to the story, um, at one point I was on a cocktail of medications that made me extremely ill. And I chose to stop taking my meds, knowing I was committing a slow suicide. And I ended up with full-blown AIDS. Wow. Um, and in the hospital in ICU in a coma. Um, so hmm. worked hard to come back from that and be as healthy as I am. And so I'm like, I'm feeling this energy swirl. I'm crying. I'm waiting on hold. Like, are you going to tell me I'm going to, this is going to work. It's not going to work. He's like, it's going to work. We figured it out. The energy flies. Like my back is to my front door. It flies this way. And my, I shit you not, my front door blew open, locked came unlocked, blew open and slammed into the wall and a gust of wind blew a bunch of shit into my, like leaves and stuff into my house. No storm, no nothing. It was literally like in that moment. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> whoever that was, whatever that wow. was, cool, chills everywhere. It was amazing. So uh, I swept everything out and closed my door, but yeah. That was a cool little... Isn't it like amazing when you really, not you as in the you, but you as in the you... The collective. The collective really find those moments where you're meant to stay alive. Like your purpose isn't done. And mm. spirit is coming in to assist and make sure that whatever, like maybe you took a like slight wrong turn down your free will path and it's coming to bring you back or to just yeah. make sure that like, it's not your time to exit. We're coming in to like, whoop, get you back on track or give so, you confirmation or work or to even, I don't know, maybe it's even just to like show you the magic. Yeah. So check this out. So I had full blown AIDS. I had no CD4, which is like your, your T cells or your immune system. Uh -huh. right? I, the count was literally zero. I had PCP pneumonia, which is 
some long ass word. So we call it PCP. Um, but it's the most acute form of pneumonia a human can get. I had it bilaterally. I had it in both of my lungs. Isn't that what actually kills people with AIDS? Is like it's not the virus. It's, it's generally the pneumonia is what yes, essentially the kills of, the lack of an immune system. Yeah. to protect them. Yeah. Um, so had that, and I had a bacterial infection in my blood. I was septic. Wow. The doctor came to me and said you're not healthy like you, you are not well my friend and I'm gonna be really honest with you we're about to drop this bag of medication in you right now I had three IVs in me um he said if you don't start responding to it immediately we're going to have to put you into a medically induced coma or you will not survive I'm gonna be real honest with you and tell you I've seen people with PCP pneumonia with a full immune system, not make it. Way to put the positivity out, doctor. Way to help right. the mind grasp that if you don't have a strong enough mind, you're going to hold on to that and you're going to fucking die. Right. Here's the interesting thing, though. We were, because you were, this is why I wanted to segue to this, because you talked about how spirit sort of just like pulls you along and, and sort of re guides you, right? Through this whole process, I felt the presence of whatever you want to call it, right? Um, it was a, that came into my being and gave me the most serene and surreal calmness with the process. When the doctor said, came back like 30 minutes later and was like, you're not responding. We're going to roll you into ICU. You're going to be in a coma. And I was like, okay. I immediately grabbed my phone. I text three people and I said, this is what's going on. Let people know. Because at the time I was very, I, I, I was well known in the community. I was a bartender and did a lot of community events and emceed and stuff. So everybody knew who I was. Um, but I was like, I've got to go, I've got to, I've somehow, again, I, I spirit just guiding me. Right. I was like, okay, of this big tree of people, I know I got to get down here. I got to get to the root, to the branches, the base of those branches where those important people can let all these people know, because you don't have time. No, you don't, you don't have time and you don't have the energy. I mean, it took the absolute force of what would have been a blood curling scream to whisper because I with my lungs were so jacked up um I sent those messages and laid down left my body over the course of the four and a half days that I was in a coma did like flew around the room went up to talk to source came flying back into my body you talk about a weird, like, when it feels like you go, blink, but it's been four days. <laughs> also, you have no legs in the sense that, like, I mean, I've got pretty muscular legs. My legs were probably about that big around all the way up. I mean, there was no muscle, instant atrophy. Um, it was pretty bad, but I came out of it in four days. And I knew going into it, I was going to be fine. 
uh, leaving my body then and going and speaking with source, which was so amazing because like, so having to try to tell this to people who are genuinely interested, but believe in like a religious God, I'm like, they're like, so what did he say? And I was like, mm, well, it wasn't really, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> It wasn't a, it wasn't a man. It wasn't well, a woman. It wasn't a he. Yeah. And it wasn't a one sitting on his throne. Right. It was, and it, yeah, it's, I said it, I heard, I can't say that I heard, I felt the words. It was because it came from intention, not verbal. Right. So it was like, it's like a Claire, what's the Claire knowing? It's like a knowingness. It's like you're, it's come yeah. at you. It's like this, you're filled with a, a knowing. You don't know exactly. You didn't hear it's like it. You just, already heard it. Yeah. It's like, you just, it's like, it's in your cells. It's, it's in your DNA. Uh, your, yeah. Yeah. It was very much like that. So that was fun trying to explain it to my religious friends. Um, Cause they were like, well, what, huh? What do you mean intention? like anyway so they asked me if I wanted to stay or if I wanted to go oh so you had a choice point I did I had a choice wow point. interesting um with an underlying like <laughs> scroll like so if this like how do I explain this? There was some fine print. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, your contract has some fine so print. It's like scrolling with like the big letter, but underneath it is the, the fine print. It's like, yeah. And this is like moving like this. There's this going down here. And I was like, oh, so I, if I choose to say, I can, I can choose either. If I choose, I do have a mission. I do have a purpose. Um, it is going to be to work with people small groups things like this mm -hmm. um like i'm not going to be at you know there's not gonna be like a group of 500 people that i'm on a stage or at a campfire talking to and changing their lives right it's not how that's not my journey mm -hmm. with with whatever it is that i am delivering you're not going to be the next tony robbins of no of the spiritual world, world. Yeah. yeah no uh <laughs> no uh which was funny because that was made very clear to me in that little ticker of stuff yeah. because I grew up a performer yeah so and you're a big personality with a big energy and innately I want you can easily handle a big platform right like that I could easily. I could stand on a stage in front yeah. of five thousand people yeah. and let's go yeah but that's not my journey um so it was really cool um and when I did decide to stay I fell I fell, but I didn't fall um, faster than gravity could make me. And when I hit my bed or my body, landed back in my soul, went back into my body, is when I started, they were pulling me out of my uh, my coma. Wow. And I started open, and I the first person I saw was my mom. And she said, there's my boy. There he is. And she held my hand. Um, they had a catheter on me. Um, and immediately I decided to be a comedian and I was like, guess what? My mom goes, what, mijo? And she like put a wet rag on me, wet my lips. And I go, I'm peeing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm peeing right now. And she goes, 
oh baby boy you are back <laughs> like already with a sense of humor Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, sounds like something I would say because I just can't take things so seriously and I have I mean, we're both the peanut gallery especially 100%. we work together so we're both the peanut gallery at our job well and it was you it's know it's like almost out of control when we're both it was, like I can't work like I can't I'm literally like yeah I just want to play we don't work together together yeah. like I can't like, I, we're in really different parts like, of the building most of the time we cross paths yeah but if we had to like if you and I had to stand up that front together yeah all that we would fuck we get nothing up. done i mean nothing he sat at a table the other day and i was like the word his husband hates me now <laughs> he, he, fucking hates me. he was so mad at me <laughs> he was so mad he was more mad at you but yeah he was really channeling it to me and i'm like oh he hates me oh my god so okay. funny um so yeah so yeah so here you are with the whole ND, I totally forgot. That's what we were going to talk about. <laughs> That's exactly the story we were going to talk about on here. And I completely forgot that was the whole purpose of doing this podcast. Right. Was I wanted to hear your NDE story. Ta-da. I'm, I'm so glad. I love when we're just guided into yeah. things. Um, so it was really cool because I, I, you know, the whole experience, like I said, as I went into that, I, I had this very calm, like, I know because I was literally told what I'm up against. But I'm, uh, they had already come in and yeah. they were carrying me through. Right. I was like, I'm not even. It's, yeah, you surrendered. You did the full real surrender to where whatever yeah. will be, will be. And that on the spiritual journey, if it is like even in your normal day to day walking, is the biggest like place you can get to is when you spend your days just being like in the deepest surrender and gratitude and just know and the knowing that whatever is to be is to be and that it's all right. gonna just be taken care of and I really came to that when I right before I started at our job like I was at my edge I was at my fucking edge and at a different breaking point, I've had many breaking points and I've had many low points and I've had many, I should just off myself and take a ticket off the Island points. But this was where I, there was a part of me that didn't want to let go of the control or that just couldn't like shift I was being yeah. pushed to shift and I was still, I don't even know what, but hanging on to something. And it was like, this is kind of it right now. Mm. Are you going to fucking let go? Or are you going to sit here and continue to have your hands bleeding while you're holding on to <laughs> literally nothing? Right. And for me, it's always the familiarity. 
I was like, just I'm a creature. I've become. I used to love the adventure and the change mm-hmm. and everything, but now I isn't though you get that when you're older. Like yeah, it shifts. Like I'm you, very you... much a creature of habit mm-hmm. now. So it's and like, more like oh, what do you mean I have to expand and open? That means I'm gonna learn new shit. I've got to forget. I don't want to because I'm comfortable here. And that's where I get, for me, that's where I get stuck mm-hmm. in my ruts is mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to let go of what I'm, what right. I know mm-hmm. and what I'm comfortable with. But then in the letting go of the comfort, in the comfortableness is where even like you're leaving room for spirit to bring in and for your life to unfold in ways that are better than. And every time I do it, I'm like, oh yeah, no. yeah. But there's that old, like, it's, it's that, I call it the monkey mind. I do too. I always call it the monkey mind. Do you really? Yeah, you can rewind on past episodes and everyone's like, I've never even episode watched one of the other episodes. day. I know. Wow. And You're like, I know you have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I interviewed someone <laughs> yesterday. I had someone, my friend, yeah, I had I someone yesterday on the show. And I literally told him, I was like, I just want you to know that I didn't do any research on you prior to, because I wanted it to be fresh. Yeah. yeah. You just want to come in for the experience. No, you don't have. To oh my gosh. It. So yeah. The monkey mind. The monkey mind. But just... yeah, it's like, I was pushed like so fucking hard to, to my, like, like, I don't want to say it's my final surrender, but like my biggest surrender that I've had mm. in this life, like mm-hmm. my biggest surrender where it was like, Maylee was sick. I had negative money in my bank account. She had to go to the vet. I just came home from Minnesota. Every dime I made in Minnesota was now I'm going to go to the vet mm. because I had nothing else, no credit cards, no money, no anything. Uh, hanging on to I don't know fucking what still traumatized or so I thought at that time of like going back to restaurant work or going out to the world and doing like 3D work right and I I just I got pushed in such a way that it was like when are you going to surrender and trust when are you going to surrender and trust when are you going to surrender and trust? Because you're not. Right. You're also, not trusting and you're not when are you surrendering. Gonna surrender and trust. Yeah. And <laughs> I, by the way, when, when are you going to surrender and trust? Yeah. <laughs> We're just waiting. So we can keep this game going. Right. Of you sitting in this apartment in what I call my solitary confinement phase by your fucking self, broke as a fucking joke. Now at this point, no clients are even coming in. I go to Minnesota to do some sound baths and like, no one really shows up. I'm thinking I'm going to make rent. Right? Just kidding. And they're like, because you're not getting it still. You're not getting it. You're not there. So we can keep this going. Or you can surrender and trust. And I bring Maley to the vet at 7 o'clock in the morning. I haven't slept in over 24 hours because I was in Minnesota, flew back to LA. I come home to a sick dog. Because someone fed her some kibble she wasn't supposed to have, but she had bloody diarrhea. She's throwing up uh, for two days now. We were up all night long. And I call the vet at 7:30 in the morning. They're like, we don't have any appointments, but you can just drop her off. And here I'm feeling like I'm the most horrible fucking mom because because that morning, Wells Fargo's like, you have negative X amount of fucking money in your bank account. And oh, rents due. 2000 and some odd dollars in rent and all the other bills and what the fuck ever. And now my baby's sick. Yeah. And 
I drop her off at the vet and I come home and I'm just bawling my fucking eyes out. And I call my parents in fucking hysterics. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. And I laid in bed crying. They luckily gave me the money for mailing for rent and for everything. And they by all means aren't set up. Like I'm not a trust fund baby. And, uh, I sat in bed and I started applying to restaurants. The last thing I said I would ever do, I would never work in restaurants again, I said, for years. I drove myself so fucking broke because I was like, I'm not going back. I will never fucking work in that. I'll never, never, never. No, 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 no. See, isn't it always when we say never? Uh-huh. That spirit's like, that, okay. Okay, we're going to move that to the front of the line. So it's we're so going to move that to the top yeah, of the fucking that's pile what you're for going you. to go do. <laughs> And we're going to make sure nothing works out in your fucking favor. Right. Until you do what you said you'd never do. Yeah. Yep. So then I literally applied to five restaurants and where we work at now, which I'm just not going to say the name of it because I just don't want it out in the, you yeah, know, yeah. for our own whatever. Safety. I don't need to be stalked. Yeah. Because you know you want to stalk us right now, right? Y'all know you want to like, yeah. I mean, look at us. We're stalkable. <laughs> so <laughs> then... I, the only one out of the five that call me back is where we work now. And she calls me the next day that she's like, someone canceled the interview today. Can you come here at three? I go in at three the next day. Hey, we would love to re-interview you again and meet the other girl. Can you come back? I came back. That was a Wednesday. So this was a Tuesday. I'm losing my shit. Wednesday, I get the call to come in for the first time. Thursday, I go back for the second interview and I'm working by Friday. Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's like, I know I, I asked to not work Friday because I needed one day to like get my shit together and go shopping and get what I need to like go back to waiting tables because I right. didn't have any shoes anymore because I fucking threw them away. <laughs> and but then what's so and then for the first like bit of it, though, I'm like, why the fuck am I here? And I mean, you can hear it in past episodes. I'm like, why am I in Burbank? And why am I at this place? And what the fuck is going on? And like, and then I wasn't even really making money in the beginning. Right. So there was a deeper level of surrender and trust that mm-hmm. had to happen. So I'm like, OK, I'm here. But right. then why are you still not paying my bills? Third dimension. Right. And, but it's because I still wasn't fully fucking getting it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was in meditation and this is also a past episode. You can go back and Jess and I talk about it. And the first time we're team up together, I can put the link in the show to this one, but I fucking got it. And it came in one night of me sitting in meditation and I fucking got it. I got how you create your life. I got mindset. I got abundance. I got the entire fucking thing. Like, I just got it. I got to see how I'm standing in my own way. I remember seeing you, you came in one day and like, you literally looked completely different. And you were like, this is like the worst day. Like, I wasn't ready. And I was like, but it's not even like, remember it was when you did yeah, the bump and the, the lipstick? Hair. Yeah. You did the bump in the lipstick, but I was like, but that's not what it, I'm seeing. Uh-huh. It's, you it's said, you saw way beyond. Yeah, my it energy is shifted. energetic. That I think is, I saw it happen for And sure. that was the same week that on my days off, I shifted you got it. and I fucking got it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Saw you. And now I've just, I'm letting our job play out. I'm just like, I'm here and I'm meant to be here. And look at like the relate, like 
I feel like it was after that that you and I realized like, oh, we're on the same team. Yeah. Like, are, like it, we landed into knowing who each other are. Then like other stuff's been kind of happening and I'm like, oh, well, this isn't so bad and this is temporary. And it actually feels really good to get out of the house. And it feels really good to not be in solitary confinement. It feels really good to like have some money be flowing in and yeah. to like do something, you know? It's creating and, that momentum mm -hmm. just everywhere, right? Exactly. Everywhere. And since I've had the deeper surrender, now the money there has been better for me. But also just in the past like couple of weeks, all of my healing stuff has got turned back online where it's like, I did a private sound bath last night. I had a girl find me on Instagram that came over and did ozone therapy. One, an old reel that was actually a joke reel popped up on her Instagram and she was looking for somewhere to do ozone sauna, not just any other treatment, specifically the sauna. Wow. And she lives like way far East LA, like an hour from me. And she, but she works downtown. So she came over after work one night and then after her session, her and I sat and talked for two and a half hours. And she's like, one of us. Wow. And she's like, I just really feel like I already know you. And her husband was even like, you're just going to go to some random girl's house. And like, <laughs> and she's right. like, yeah, I am. It's usually how it works with, yeah. with us, right? And so like, it's just going back to the point of it, of what I'm even talking about is coming into that space. Yours took you into a coma and coming out of being dead. Yeah. And mine came from like, how much longer are you going to hold on to this belief or this block or whatever you want to call it? And mm -hmm. when are you just going to let go? Right. And let, what is that term? Something, let something, let God, like. Let go and let God. Let go and let, let God of whatever that God, that one source or like what that, what do you want your life to unfold or do you not want to? Because right. hanging on to that comfort or to that thing or an idea or even a fear, right? You're not gonna get to where you need to go. I gotta be. You can talk to the camera. Thanks. <laughs> can I? Yeah. <sighs> well, while she's away, um, let's see. There were actually a few things I didn't want to talk about. So it was very interesting. I do want to touch on. Um, me uh coming out of my coma and coming home um and that journey and really surrendering to as we were talking about surrender right um just surrendering to all of it and um because i had the major atrophy in my legs i it was taking me a while to build up muscle and uh, my parents live in and i went home to stay with my parents as they took care of me um, as I got, as I healed and, and got her strength. Um, I'm a bit of a go-getter. Uh, so I overdid it. And, uh, my, I, my legs hurt. Um, I was finally like on somewhat of a normal sleep routine. Cause you know, when you're in the hospital, they wake you up like every half hour to take your vitals and you just nap the whole time you're there. You don't actually have a sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought, you know what, I've been a bartender, like leading up to this. So I'm usually going to bed when the sun's coming up and I'm like, now I'm waking up when the sun's coming up. I'm going to go upstairs to the third story of my parents' house. I was on the second story 
um, and go watch the sunrise because the way their house is situated, you can see it literally come over the foothills, um, rise over the, or, excuse me, rise over the Sierra Nevadas. Um, and it took me about 35 minutes to get up the stairs. Wow. Took everything I had. And it's just a single flight of stairs. Um, but again, my limbs were about that big around. I got up there and I was so sore. I mean, it literally felt like someone had just taken bats to my legs. Like the muscles were so like, think of like the hardest workout you've ever done and how sore you are. I did that to my legs. Um, but I got up there just in time to, uh, got a chair situated and sat at the window. And just as I sat down and I was like rubbing my legs, like, oh my God, this hurts so bad. And I came back up and I looked out the window and the sun went right into my eyes over the Sierra Nevadas. And I was like, oh, how fucking cool. Tears just started streaming down my face. And I have never been so grateful to feel such excruciating pain. Because the other option was I didn't survive, right? Yeah. So yeah. I thought I'm gonna just take every bit of this in. I am gonna celebrate the pain that is in my legs. Wow. Because I just now understand for the first time that this is creating the contrast for me to be able to celebrate when my legs don't hurt. Because how do you know if something's good, right? How right. do you know if something's light right. if you've never seen it dark? Exactly. How do you know if it's good if you've never had the bad? Mm -hmm. So it should all be celebrated. Yes. And that was a huge thing for me was like, oh, I do got it. So when I'm sick, I don't feel well, I'm tired, celebrate it. I celebrate all the little things in life. People are like, how are you always so happy? I'm like, celebrate everything. Yeah. You have to. Don't get me wrong. I'm human. Yeah. Shit pisses me off. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a human being. Yeah. But in general. In general, mm -hmm. I try to celebrate all the little things. And, you know, like I, I remember going outside. I went outside for the first time and I was like, oh, because it was like I got when I came out of my home, it was like I got a new set of eyes. Mm -hmm. just like I mean everything the colors were brighter the sounds were louder and more clear like not only could I hear the wind blowing but I could hear the kids talking down the street I could hear the rustle of the leaves as they moved by I could hear the crunching of the grass underneath the dog's paws like it was like super magnified and I I walked outside and I was like oh, I'm gonna feel the grass because my parents have this amazing it's like a carpet it's like super dense grass so I was barefoot I went down and they were like, it's cold. You be careful. I'm like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Out of nowhere, these three white butterflies come out of the tree and are swirling around me as I go down the stairs. Again, 20 minutes. Um, and I step on the grass and I'm, I'm literally just doing this and feeling every blade. And I'm looking down at it and just like really taking it in right and I look in that moment then I look up across the street and the neighbor's um son and his new wife had just come home with their baby to visit and the baby was walking on the grass and literally doing the same thing I was like feeling the grass for uh -huh. the first time and I was like what this is so okay I see the connection thank uh -huh. you for putting it right in front of me uh-huh 
um, and just something to have gratitude for and celebrate. Like, you know, uh, there's a quote from um, Color Purple when she says, I think it pisses God off when you walk past the color purple and don't even recognize it mm. or don't even acknowledge it. Same. Yeah, it, it is. Smell it's the flowers, that, yo. That's how I felt on after my fucking surrender is like the first time I got my $100 paycheck at work from training, right? I'm like, I'm so fucking grateful. Like this feels so good things happen at the restaurant where I'm watching the other people that we work with, like flip the fuck out over. It gets so bent out of shape and I'm just observing and I'm like, this isn't that big of a deal. Like it doesn't mean anything. Like let's just celebrate that we all just get to be here together. And like, it's all going to be fine. And I, I walk now with Maylee in the mornings and I'm like, I it's, I'm having like the same experience of like, really just any time just being grateful for everything I see like look at these leaves look at those trees like look at this beautiful sky look at this beautiful city we live in yeah LA gets trashed so much and it's a gorgeous fucking city if you really look at it you got it yeah you it's have a gorgeous to city with so much to offer you're gonna see what you're gonna see right and you're where gonna, or you're gonna and, see what you want to see and where you're at in your level of healing and consciousness so yeah. like once I found like that kind of like put the cap on a whole like like in tarot it's like you're I, I just had my like ten of swords happen and now I'm back to like one or I'm at the I'm at the ten or the the one of swords right the ace right. of swords or or I'm at back at the fool right I'm at back at the beginning like I had the completion of this whole section of life. And it capped it off and it completed. And now I'm walking into a new, like a rebirth or a new start to like the another set of life that's going to have new trials and tribulations and things to evolve and walk through. But this, it was a very negative based life and a very one that like, I couldn't find the gratitude for things. Like I felt it, but yeah. like it would come here and there, but I, I, I couldn't find the daily gratitudes like I was just angry about fucking everything or felt <laughs> slighted in some way or like and now to be able to even walk into a store and buy like something small right. I'm so grateful or when people offer me food it might not even be something I eat and now I just say thank you and I eat it because it's food because there was moments during this journey exactly or you force <laughs> your friends to go get you food that donut holes done it all but there was moments where i couldn't even afford to eat yeah i could not afford to eat and now i'm like thank you you want to like one of our cooks gave me a fucking corn dog the other day i don't eat corn dogs but i was like you know what there was a day I didn't even. You would have done anything dog. for that fucking corn dog. <laughs> so you better eat it and celebrate I'm gonna it. Eat the corn dog, and I'm going to say thank you for bringing these corn dogs yeah. in, making these for us, and offering this corn dog to me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's cool. It just when you're when you're brought to your edge, when you're brought to the edge, when you're brought uh, to like, what are you going to do? You have a choice point in one way or another. And you know what? Like, just leave. I know it's easier said than done. Um, but speaking from experience, because you're going to be brought to more than one edge. Oh, yeah. And uh, you're going to be brought to more than one choice point. Yeah. 
but it's like it's all sweet. my past choice points. I was brought to the choice point. I chose to stay, but I, it was like, but I went back to the same life. I went back to the same misery. Mm. So then I had to be brought back to another choice point. You're it's like, you know, if you don't change today, like, where are you going to be in five years? Right. So I'm brought to another fucking choice point. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to choose to stay, but I'm still like, I tweak like little things, but I didn't tweak enough. And it's all part of the journey. Like, it's not that it was wrong or bad. It was just where I was at. But I feel like this last time it was like, if Maylee wasn't here, I don't know if I would have stayed. I was just done with earth. I was mm. done. I was done with I was done with Ooh, it. You want to talk about being, I'll tell you what. When I came back from that experience of leaving my body, the only way I can really think to explain how it felt, because people always say like, oh, it's just this all loving, no judgment, warm and loving. Like it literally feels like you are swaddled in the fuzziest, warmest, most amazing blanket or like in your mother's womb mm -hmm. sort of feeling. I was like, I don't want to go back. Like this, this shit feels good. Like, <laughs> oh, and I can move about freely with yeah. no, like, like literally when I say move about freely, like I could be anywhere and nowhere all at the same time. People don't get that because you have, you literally have to experience it because of that, on that dimension, on that level, time doesn't exist. Uh -huh. Space doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. in the sense that we know it as yeah. for an individual right so it's like that conversation felt like it took like two seconds maybe 30 seconds if I'm, I'm two seconds is an exaggeration but like 30 seconds cut to I was in a coma for four days yeah like <laughs> I mean I call it shaman time because like in healings it's like you can you feel like it's sometimes it can go either way but sometimes like I'll be doing work on someone and we'll be deep in it and it will feel like it's been like five hours and it's like 30 minutes yep. or vice versa. It's yeah, yeah. about like 30 minutes and you look at the clock and, and you're like, like, okay, it's dark wait, outside. What, what happened? the fuck happened to the day? <laughs> yeah. Because once you go to this other level Completely. and go to a different dimension, it, time and space doesn't, it's, it's not a thing. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's not linear like we it's know not it linear. so the way things move it's and that's why like what's hard in this in this dimension is like and why people like feel like and i'm speaking from experience for myself is like a failure or a different stuff it's like i'm 43 and i feel like i'm just now starting to get my like wheels that on this dimension of like if we talk about like career or success or whatever like just now I feel like I'm things are starting to like ground in and move when friends of mine had this happen like 15 years ago right and it's well, hard in this dimension to like yeah I had other stuff happen but on paper it's like I look like I've just been like fucking off and failing same, same even though on a healing level on a spiritual level all this other stuff has happened and when I went back to work at one of my old restaurants after not working there for 10 years and having to come back in my late 30s, 
And the last time I worked there was in my early 20s. And now I'm waiting on people that were my peers and I would run around Hollywood with. And they're all like have these careers and have stayed and done whatever. And I'm now having to show back up at their table at 35, mm-hmm. 30, no, 36, 37 years old. And I'm working back at this restaurant that I worked back in my 20s and Why? waiting on them again. That was the biggest slap to my fucking ego. I'm Mailey just joined in. She's like, it's my turn. But that was a hard thing too. That's a tough pill to swallow. And I cried for the first three days of training there behind my glasses because I just felt like I was a fucking failure. Even though that's one of like, it's home to me and they're my family and I love them all so incredibly much, but I didn't expect at 37 years old, 36 years old, that I was going to go back and work. I didn't even think I'd be working in restaurants by them, let alone going back to one that I worked at in my 20s. So that's why even like I, even when I needed money so badly, I refused to go back to the restaurant industry again. Cause I'm like, my ego could barely handle it before. And now I need to do it again. Right. Yeah. And I'm older even. That was my fucking older. Yeah, I'm 45 and I'm I'm not even a month into this this new career that I've wanted to do since I was 15. Wow. Like I have health insurance. I'm sorry, what? I've been on my husband's health insurance. I I've not had health. I can't tell you. I don't even remember the last time I ever had a job where it was something I could opt into. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Um but yeah, that's, it's rough. It is a hard, going back to where we work, I, so I had really, really bad anxiety and depression that I was dealing with. Um, but my anxiety got to the point that it was literally debilitating. My hands would seize and I would shake. Like they would just cramp like this and I'd get stuck because I was holding my breath. Mm. and I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it um so I couldn't I couldn't get a job Mm. I could barely walk out of my front door and I was like well what am I gonna do like if I don't have a husband if I you know I mean god forbid something happens to him like I'm I am by no means am I a trust fund baby either like I'm helping take care of my parents now financially so I'm like what am I gonna do I've got to and I did, I did a lot of work, like you said, like the whole spiritual growth thing, right? I did, a, I did a lot of work on myself and shedding old programming and, and old versions of myself and such. And I was like, it, I didn't want to go do the job that I'm doing there at the place that we work yeah. because I was like, these are all 20 year olds. Like I'm 45. Yeah. And I'm standing up here as a host. Yeah. Not even a fucking server. Like, I'm not even making tips. And there's that ego battle, right? It's like, you're better than this. Also, you're not because you don't have the, you don't even know if you have the fucking capacity right now or the bandwidth 
to do this job, let alone anything more. Yeah. Um, so then it was, so it was really cool to like force myself through that and kind of move through it and just celebrate, right? Like I said, just, just celebrate it. We're really fortunate there too. I, we have some really incredible customers that roll through those doors on the regular. And it's just like, it's a pretty chill environment. Yeah. It's not- For, for a restaurant? Uh-huh. It's a chill environment. Yeah. And it's like- it's like a wine. I know, totally. <laughs> it's like really high alcohol content. So everyone's just kind of sedated. Um. <laughs> No, it's an inter- it's an interesting place. It's there's a reason why we were led there. There, especially both coming out of things where like we don't know if we can handle certain yeah. spaces. So it's interesting that we're having. We're and there's having this, this funny because there's another server there who he has a similar thing, and he's like one reason like I could leave and go make better money somewhere else but because of the way the environment's set up that it's like just mm-hmm. like a little bit more calm and easy i that's why he hasn't left so it's like you know if we're gonna do this to like get by to the next thing this is where i want this to do is it. where it, this is where it, i want it, to do it where energetically you yeah, know exactly and i just say i'm on a layover right now i'm like i'm just i'm on a layover and it's here that's and then i'm gonna be moving on yeah I'm going to be moving on out when it's time, but I know there's like a, yeah, I just, I I don't even know when that's going to be because it's not on my timeline anymore. And like our spirit, I mean, it was, it was like, it was interesting to one day when I like looked up and I looked at the chandelier and there's crystals. And then I like looked at the banister and there's crystals in the banister. And I'm like, there's quartz all over that building. Oh, I was like, oh, the owner is a raging alcoholic but there's something to this place and I get why I was led here. Okay. Maybe I just need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> right. Go hang out on the steps and squeeze a quartz. Seriously. <laughs> Cause literally the banister to the whole place has flowers with quartz shards all over it. Yeah. There's quartz all Everywhere. over that. Yeah. All over that restaurant. Yeah. It's amazing. And then I was talking to his wife and she's like interested in like, they're both like really love that I do healing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, she used to be a dancer and we connected on different ways. And I'm like, okay, this is like really interesting. And now the owner wants to support my other, I've never even talked about it on here, my fake cooking show. And he wants, he wants to pay me to put the wine into my show. So I'm actually getting like a weird sponsorship. And I'm like, this is all just getting like really funny. I love it. I love it. My fake cooking shows on Facebook. It's so different from this. Yeah. I make really not healthy desserts, but it's a blast. I'm actually really enjoying doing it. But that being said, it's time. It's time. It's time. time we wrap it up this time. Yay. Yay. Thanks for joining me and of course journeying with me and sharing your story and being so open to talk about absolutely different layers of things yeah and it needs to be normalized it all needs to be normalized it needs to be normalized we need to we need to be talkers i mean and listeners listeners too but we are that's why, that's why I right. this pot like that's why this platform exists 
there there needs to be more conversation about it because without conversation, how are we going to understand it? Exactly. Or know it's available. Or right. exactly. you might have like little flickers of things that you might question stuff or look at stuff weird, but you don't feel comfortable to even allow your mind to expand enough to contemplate right. that not everything is the way it seems and not everything you're told is right and critical thinking is huge and it's okay to even have a moment to question the norm what life would be like without gravity what would life be like (laughs) without gravity until next time (laughs) gregory and i will walk down that rabbit hole in the next episode that he popped in in between flights to vegas yes Anyway, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to come back. Yay. Thank you everyone for watching and listening and we will talk with you again soon. See ya. Bye.